Welcome to Jurassic World. Jurassic World Minute with this is Jurassic World one minute at a time. It's all going down in Margaritaville. I can't <laughs> sing. <laughs> oh, no, I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And on this episode, we're here to discuss minute 80 of this Margaritaville minute of Jurassic World. But until we get that, David, heading over to Jurassic-Pedia.com. Or in minutes uh, here, we have an article up for Main Street. Unsure if we touched on this when we first visited Main Street at the beginning of the film, but we're coming back to it anyway. Because uh, it contains all the stuff here we want to look at um, in relation to the Transton uh, attack. Um, some of the uh, restaurants, including Winston Steakhouse, which we're going to see here. Uh, there's a Ben and Jerry's, we get the Margaritaville, and over 35 other shops as well that we um, get in these next couple of minutes. We see Inside Out, uh, Jurassic Trader, which um, on the corner of Main Street and the Lagoon Esplanade or Promenade there. Where uh, mm. we get to see all those Hasbro toys inside that some we got, some we didn't, and some we wish we never seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Main Street is, I think, one of the more interesting areas just because it's basically a huge tourist trap, a huge <laughs> shopping center, and yet also one of the most interesting main hubs and attractions of Isla Nublar, just because. You could go to Main Street and just stick around the whole like Main Lagoon compound Main Street area, and never even bother seeing the dinosaurs <laughs> if you wanted. <laughs> I mean, you could probably spend like a good week just here, just in yeah. this area between the shops, the uh, water park, the T Rex, and all that fun stuff. You know. Yep. Yep. Now, I'm question without notice. Have you ever been to Disneyland or one of the big? big sort of amusement parks over there i've been to disney world in um florida twice once when i was five and then again at my cousin's fifth birthday okay so over here a lot of our a lot of your um those sort of big amusement parks uh zoos all that sort of stuff has the gift shop at the exit so you have to exit through the gift shop as that common term states um is that the case over there as well it's exactly the case even at museums yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah, museum's a big one as well. <laughs> so it makes me wonder why Jurassic Trader's here on Main Street, or why there isn't another one at the uh, the ferry terminal as well. So you get mm -hmm. off that monorail and you're out through the gift shop <laughs> to the ferry. Um, well, I do know that souvenir. in the case of, say, for example, the Field Museum here in Chicago, they have the main museum store near the exit. 
and then they also have like smaller kind of pop-up shops at the exits of individual exhibits. Like they have the, um, like a kind of like, uh, archeology span themed gift shop at the end of the ancient Americas, Mm -hmm. or they have the Sioux store, they call it, which has got all the dinosaur themed stuff at the end of the dinosaur exhibit. Yeah. So then, yeah, it makes me wonder why we have all that sort of stuff. Well, Yes, you're mm-hmm. going to have all that sort of stuff on the one street here for Main Street as your main um, area in the park. But um, they could have expanded so much more by having... Well, we know at the aviary, sure, there would have been some sort of coffee shop or a restaurant mm-hmm. inside where you could sit and eat and watch the tarantulas that fly around. Some sort of ice cream or milkshake outpost at the Gyrosphere station just to keep guests happy out there. Well, I imagine that like Jurassic World also would have had... Um like similar similar things to the field museum where you have the main shops here at the um at the main street where it's not just shopping where it's like Sephora and gift and gift shop but they also have like restaurants like Winston's and Margaritaville and all of them but then like for example at the end of the uh Jungle Cruise they might have a gift shop where you can buy glow in the dark uh, Parasaurolophus plushies, no? And you'd have to, surely something like the Cretaceous Cruise, there'd be cameras, much like what you got on the roller coasters mm-hmm. when you're, uh, you fly under them to show your excitement, just sort of that up, up above mm-hmm. as you drift past in your canoe and you, you see the, might be animals at the water, like that shot mm-hmm. we had earlier, like if you had a shot like that um, with you in the canoe, that'd be a priceless mm-hmm. thing to take home as well. I think they actually might have mentioned something like that on the old Jurassic World website where they said there was something like, and don't forget to pick up your uh, souvenir photos at the end of the uh, at the end of the cruise or whatever, you know? Well, they had that in the Jurassic Park ride, too, the ride as well, so mm-hmm. there might have been a bit of cross-promotion there as well, um, mm-hmm. taking your photo just as you come out from the volcano on that big drop. But uh, and I suppose the other thing is, too, since you are a destination resort you'd need to be able to pack all that stuff in the suitcases before you leave the island as well because it'd be nothing worse than taking show bags and mm-hmm. gift bags and whatever else on the ferry back to costa rica and then having to try and jam everything <laughs> into the uh into your luggage at the airport because you've <laughs> got too many baggage or or you're overweight and have to start mm-hmm. tossing out gifts or plush toys yeah. actually i do recall that something that my parents did at disney world was you were they, that Disney World offered the availability to pack up your stuff and have it shipped to your house for you. Mm-hmm. Like you could buy the stuff in the gift shop, but then they could uh, buy you could pack it up and have it mailed to your home, which <laughs> might have been something that um, Jurassic World would offer as well, especially if you lived overseas, like in Europe or Japan or something like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. True. Just thinking about real life uh, mm-hmm. instances of that now, like it's only been recently, or recently until COVID hit, of course, uh, your big conventions like Comic-Con and that, having an internal postage service now where you can go and buy all your, your figures or whatever else and mm-hmm. have them shipped to you directly from the con and not have to try and sneak all that stuff home in suitcases. Yeah, I've seen that offered at some of the larger cons uh, here as well, like when they did the Star Wars celebration. And they were offering, like, like you could buy a life-size uh, R2-D2 or something like that from one of the vendors. 
yeah. you're not going to be able to get that on a plane, uh, carry on or otherwise. <laughs> so they, they, you could, you could have they what, um, and now Star Wars being owned by Disney as well makes that easier because they just integrate that service into the one they already have, yeah. where you just ship the R2D2 straight to your home. You know. Yeah. Yeah, because there's many, many stories of old of people having to buy two airplane tickets or whatever just to either get that extra baggage on the plane or sometimes have that stuff on the, the seat beside them in, in carry-on. So, But yeah, we've um we've talked a lot more about Main Street than I thought we would. So we're going to get into the minute. Uh, head over to dress-pedia.com for the, uh, the Main Street article and uh, many more getting put up every day thanks to the team behind the scenes there. So, I see you already got your wristbands, and this is for food. And Zara here is going to take great care of you until I'm done working tonight, okay? You're not coming with us? Oh, I I really wish that I could, but um, tomorrow I can take you into the control room, show you behind the scenes and all of that. That's, that's, that's going to be cool, right? All right, Dave, we're going to get a minute 80. Uh, yeah. Alright, Minute 80 of Jurassic World opens with the return of Zara on the phone and ends with chaos in Main Street. As we continue into Minute 80, Zara's on the phone calling, uh, talking to Claire, telling that they've found the boys and she's on their way to get them right now. And as we cut back to a very flustered looking Claire saying, okay, stay there, um, stay right with them, I'm on my way. And um, we can see all the chaos around her. Last minute we mentioned about all the vehicles, the park staff running in all directions. We got G-Raggins here, that 166 they had's over in the back getting driven as well. People are honking the horns, I'm surprised no one's getting run over as uh, the employees are pretty much just <laughs> fending for themselves and trying to get away from the aviary. But we sort of talked about this, a lot of this stuff last minute, um, where they are, what they're doing, all that. Uh, we get Owen yelling hey from off screen and um, suddenly Owen's there <laughs> standing on a quad bike, uh, revving engine, telling Claire to get on. So. I don't know where he got that from, but it was just sitting there. No one had got on it yet, or I could just see him pulling some uh, smaller person <laughs> off it and say, "Hey, I need this. Get off." <laughs> park, park. I need to commandeer your vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> Please. I said, Official park business. I need to commandeer your vehicle. <laughs> I work here that, too. That would have been a good little um, Colin, little cameo mm. by Colin or someone in production or something. Just. Have me on this bike and have an arm pull them off and say, Park business, <laughs> I need your vehicle. Um, but uh, Owen yells, uh, No, that's not it. Uh, as Claire climbs on the bike, Owen guns the engine again and they uh, ride off down the road, seemingly back towards the park. Which may, it's sort of interesting that this, obviously, using a real a real world location here, but the fact they've got asphalted roads or tarred roads on the island, we've seen Claire driving to the Indomus paddock earlier on the dirt road. Obviously, because construction is still going on out there, they haven't finished building the road out there yet. But since most of the uh, most of the visitors get to from A to B on the monorails, you wouldn't think they'd spend that sort of money on infrastructure on the roads. Mm-hmm. Although it'd be costly if construction vehicles were getting bogged all the time <laughs> on the dirt roads. Yeah. But that's it for the first scene of the uh, minute. The second scene uh, involves Main Street as we cut back. To see that large crowd of visitors once again, uh, many of them seated, drinking water, uh, trying to put across the, the feeling that this is a hot, hot uh, tropical afternoon. <laughs> we can see some of them using water to pat their heads and that sort of thing as well. And we know they filmed this on um, in Orlando at the uh, Bandit Six Flags, so 
it, it probably is a really hot day. <laughs> I mean, <it's> people <laughs> being given <laughs> given water bottles. Um, as I mentioned last minute, a lot of these uh, these mass crowds were uh, they put out casting calls for um, locals to come and be pretty much be park park visitors. Uh, mm-hmm. These massive massive crowd scenes. All I know is I'm giving this place a one star review on Yelp when I get back. <laughs> <laughs> But as we uh, as we fly over Main Street and get to the, in- the Innovation Centre, you can see there's uh, there's park staff there just sort of walking amongst the group as well. There's no none of the visitors seem really annoyed or irate. Where we see those park staff, there should be some angry mums or grandfathers yelling at park staff, <laughs> "You can't treat us like this!" or "What's going on?" <laughs> Screaming kids, where where are all the kids running around causing chaos? <laughs> yeah, that is the number one thing that you know is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's just everyone's just um, just happy they're they're being in, in a Jurassic Jurassic World movie. I'm guessing because they're all sitting there um, <laughs> doing as doing as they're told. But uh, that's when we get an announcement over the PA, ladies and gentlemen. Due to a containment anomaly, all guests <laughs> must take shelter immediately. <laughs> <laughs> they had us in the first half. Not gonna lie. Oh, it's just a slight anomaly. Wait, what do you mean immediately? <laughs> <laughs> Weird they have a uh, recorded PA message for this. <laughs> you think they'd just have uh, someone over the PA telling everyone they need to sp- <laughs> take cover, but uh, no, we get that, and um, we have a lone guest slowly stand at the announcement, and it's repeated again as we follow his gaze towards the, the Innovation Centre roof and the approaching shapes of Trenons and Demorphodons uh, flying overhead. And <laughs> the ori- orientation seems a bit off here, because we know... Um, we're looking west, and the the animals were heading south into the the island or into the resort. So we know Gate Five's in the north. It just it mm-hmm. seems weird that they've flown around behind the Innovation Building and those. Maybe they maybe they're using the thermal updrafts from the mountain range behind them to get get closer or whatever else. But yeah, they could be. And again, maybe they just have a flair for the dramatic and they're making a dramatic entrance. Well. Just to fuel that dramatic entrance more, someone in the control room felt it necessary to turn the air siren on. <laughs> Which, I don't know why uh, Jurassic World has an air siren, um, or just that air raid wailing siren that uh, starts playing over the speakers here. But it starts playing and everyone starts gets up and starts to run. I'm not sure if it's the same sound, but I do know that Hawaii has a tsunami siren where if there's an earthquake, they sound that siren so you know to get to higher ground and take shelter. It's possible that they were simply using a tsunami siren or hurricane siren or some other kind of like disaster siren uh, for this purpose. Yeah, well, they obviously they have um, you saw tornado warnings and those sirens that go off in um, in rural America and that went in Toyota that Toyota in Tornado Valley and that sort of thing as well. So I've heard them. Um, <laughs> so that that's understandable, but I'm not quite sure what here in Jurassic World. Like they wouldn't play it when a tropical storm come through because they they'd know it was coming. Maybe maybe they have started getting tremors from Cebu here, and we just don't know about it. Mm-hmm. Or someone just thought it'd be cool to play an air siren as the, the um, 
Pteranodon's come in for their <laughs> making their uh, strafing run across Main Street. Because um, we cut to uh, Pteranodon camp. It was a scene animals swooping in over Main Street, uh, chasing the scared crowd. Some drop in lower and start trying to pick up people. We see one crash into a crowd of people, sending them flying, or sending them to the concrete like uh, bowling pins. We get uh, our Jimmy Buffett cameo here, grabbing his two margaritas and running away as quick as he can. It's probably a good thing for the internet because I, I I know who Jimmy Buffett is. I couldn't tell you what he looks like, but um, the internet, I think... I'm pretty sure this scene was in the trailer and that's when it was known that he was in the film. Obviously, we knew then that uh, Margaritaville was in the film as well because of signage from Main Street. I think some of the people on the set were saying there's a Margaritaville there, but um, a comedic little uh, little cameo here by, by Jimmy Buffett at, at his... Uh, Margaritaville, Isla Nublar location. <laughs> and of course, if, if uh, you had just paid $15, $20 for, <laughs> for a drink at Margaritaville in Jurassic World, you would want to take it with you as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. This, that was actually one of my, uh, one of the um, cameos I did enjoy in the, uh, in this movie. Well, I mean, we didn't get a lot of cameos, but this was, I like this as both a gag and a cameo. He's, <laughs> Here comes the dinosaurs. Time to carry the margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so quick too. It just, it just comes and goes so fast in this this frenzy that we're about to get because we just keep on cutting all over the place. Um, we get a quick shot from uh, inside the Jurassic Trader as uh, those Hasbro figures can be seen on the shelves there as people are running past the windows. Well, it's weird how they're storming here. Ever like it's like they're um, uh, frenzying just because. I mean, they're smashing windows, and they're just doing all kinds of things that you would not normally see an animal do, even if it was panic. Well, yeah, we get next minute where one of the um, the towers at the end of Main Street with that amber glass, one just flies straight through it. Like, it's it's not clear glass, it's amber glass, so surely yeah. they can see it even next minute, too, when we get one of the, um, oh, no, here, uh, one of the um, Dom swoops in through the glass and lands on the grill, which I'm guessing is Winston's. Like, mm-hmm. when and so that many grill people outside, why are probably they still to be inside? hot, too. Yeah. Well, the guy's flipping burgers on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we know that it's still on, because that's the same grill that um, Delta gets smashed through, when, and it flames up when the Dominus attacks her. Oh, wow. I haven't watched that Main Street attack in a while. That's <laughs> That's interesting. And obviously, yeah, if um if everyone's running away from Main Street here, then there's going to be stuff still on. Mm-hmm. Fridge doors open. I'm surprised it, had to, it hasn't all burnt down by the end of the, <laughs> end of the, end of the film. Yeah, really? I mean, you're going to get some really burnt hot dogs there. <laughs> That's what it looks like where they're eating. It looks like they've got some um, hot dogs and ribs. I'm not sure what the other what yellow things are. kind of look like, oh, maybe they're, they look like they're, um might be like, what was one of those uh, little Mexican wrapped uh, burritos? No, no, the, the smaller ones. Enchiladas. Yeah, those. Looks like they <laughs> might be enchiladas. Mm, maybe if they're doing that, it's not Winston's thing because I think Winston's is more fine dining. But yeah, I think it is. That might just be a regular grill then. Yeah, yeah, because we don't see signage on any of the windows or anything here. No, as uh, people run past, but. Everyone in the restaurant gets up and leaves. <laughs> it starts to flee now that the animals are inside, which makes me wonder if they were told to take cover immediately. Uh, t- everyone's running 
um, running down Main Street, no one's really going into the buildings, if enough, and people are coming out as well um, from the restaurants and that. I do remember that this was one of the scenes that Dairy Queen had used when they were advertising for Jurassic World, where everybody's running from the Toronodons and then two people step into a Dairy Queen and get the new Jurassic Chomp lizard. <laughs> like, oh my god, dinosaurs are attacking. Let's go for ice cream. <laughs> and I suppose this all this all has been seen before. Um, Tyrannosaurus in San Diego, uh, mainly, mm-hmm. where people just run, <laughs> scream and run away from the, uh, the attacker, not really running inside, except for David Kep, who didn't quite get inside quick enough in the, in that scene, but everyone's just running, running out of Main Street down around the promenade. Scared, scared tourists running. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else on that? I, I did want to just touch back to the gift shop because there was one thing I didn't add there um, when we're talking about the gift shop at the exit and this sort of being the centre of uh, commerce on Nubla. Look at this and then compare it back to what we got in Jurassic Park where it's that little gift shop in the corner of the, the diner, uh, the dining room. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe possibly too, because the park was so far away from being open. That was just a little gift shop they set up to show the VIPs what they were intending to do there. Yeah, I was kind of figured that that was meant to be more of a display, and they'd definitely expand on that gift shop later once the park had been opened. But at the same time, I definitely also got the feeling from the original park that it was meant to be more of, despite what Hammond says, a like expensive thing, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, we've talked before about um, how it would be a lot more exclusive, even with uh, whether it's helicopters getting to the island or or what. Like, you're only getting four or five people in the helicopter, you're only getting five people in, in the uh, Explorers at any given time. It's a lot more of an intimate, sort of intimate safari sort of tour. I could fully see him just putting a decent or a, another gift shop or a bigger gift shop in the hotel or the the lodge or whatever they had on the island for guests as well. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Mm-hmm. The, um, what we see in the original park. And if else other than that, before we get to the novel comparisons. Uh, no, I think we're good. All right. Uh, the only real thing that's different in the novel is uh, when the father when the announcement comes over the PA. Uh, father tries to reassure his kids. Normally, huh? What kind of dinosaur is that? Uh, but then he looks up and sees the approaching animals and the uh, the humour's gone from the scene. So, the, um, yeah, we do have some annoying kids there that are fighting each <laughs> other and he's trying to <laughs> trying to um, crack a joke to them. Uh, Anomalysaurus Rex. He likes to, <laughs> he likes to nom. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> well, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be the first time we have some sort of made-up dinosaur name going back to tricycloplots and... And, and do you think he <laughs> Do you? Yep, do you think he saws? <laughs> you called Land Dinosaur's dog. Do you think he saws Rex? <laughs> I mean, yes, if... they are awful. They are awful kid jokes. But I mean, let's not pretend. Like you said, it's something that's been around in the franchise for a while. Which is weird. That that comes from Tim. You'd think that'd be a Grant line to try and calm the kids. Now that we're up, um, he's just said we're safe. They can't climb. We're off safe up in the tree. I'm going to stay up all night. And now I'm going to crack a couple of jokes just to <laughs> lighten the mood as well. But it's actually Tim that does. Because they're, they're A-grade dad jokes right there. See, <laughs> I, I don't think that Grant's at dad joke level quite <laughs> yet, you know? Yeah, true, true. Um, I'm just thinking if we got any like that in 
Lost World, apart from sort of the banter between um, Ian and Eddie in that, um, I suppose the cheeseburger line as well. Yeah. In the trailers, yeah. So we get a couple there. But Dave, that's it for minute 80. Uh, how about we get out of here today? All right, sounds good. 